Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 680 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, as I battle through coronavirus, hence the reason why everything's a bit sort of different at all, we'll be hearing from Neil Curtis all about uh, a music single that he's involved with. He's produced a video for it, and it's by a massive pop star from Austria in the 80s. We'll be hearing about that one. Plus, in addition to that, we've got music from Alex Van and talk of his real arts workshop work over the summer. And more music too, because we have Al Mond from the Martian Social Group joining us from Ivanata to find out what he's up to, and he does art too. So it's very artistic and very musical today. And we're enjoying our theatre as well. Jake Quickenden is at the ground with Footloose, all happening from this Monday, that'll be the uh, 4th of July. So uh, he's down there, we'll be having that with him. I caught it with him when he was in Nando's, having his meal before he was doing a show last week. Plus, we're having that with Michelle Collins. She is uh, in Cluedo, she plays with Scarlet, that's at the Grand for the 11th of July. And we're talking to the Grand Theatre's Lucy Parker, all about what she's got going on, with a group of freelancers coming together to provide a new networking opportunity and uh, potentially opportunities to work with the theatre as well. So anybody in the world of arts who might be interested in that one, we've got that on the way for you too. All that on the way on the show this week. From the 4th through to the 9th of July, it is Footloose at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre. Somebody who's going to be once more putting his amazing body confidence to the test on that stage is Jake Wigginen, who joins me now. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you doing, buddy? You all right? I'm good, and uh, you're looking forward to uh, yet another fantastic show and being back in Wolverhampton, I'm going to guess. Yes, man. Like, honestly, the show's just been incredible. The whole the whole talk's been great, and the response we've been getting has been great. So, yeah, it's... Um, I think it's, I've only got three weeks left. So Wolverhampton, Barstable, and then Edinburgh is my last week before I get married. So um, it's going to be a good last three weeks. Wolves is always great. Um, I've been a few times to different shows. So yeah, can't wait. And of course, you're a family man, a doting dad. It must be hell being away on tour and, and being away from all the family. Yeah, it is hard work. But I think in life, you've got to make these sacrifices. Do you know what I mean? Um, I love being on stage. And obviously, I need money to survive. Um, and the wedding isn't cheap. I don't know if you've been married, but women out, they're very expensive. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's worth it in the end. Oh, sorry, me Nando's is in here. The burger's fine, thank you. Uh, <laughs> just in Nando's, you know, free meal before the show. Um, but, yeah, it's it's tough being away from Leo. Like, that's what I found really, really hard. But he, he sees me every weekend, and I'm doing it for them at the end of the day. So um, that's what I've got to keep thinking. There's you, and uh, you're part of an amazing cast. Uh, you've got Darren Day in there as well, all taking a trip back to the 80s. You, you're not even old enough to remember the film coming out, are you? I was I was 88, so um, I don't really... I was only two, so I don't really remember much about the 80s, if I'm honest. <laughs> but um, it's, it's, a, it's a great period of time. Like The music from the 80s is always better than what, we, what we're listening to now, like Gangnam Style and that. That's terrible, <laughs> isn't it? The, the music from the 80s is amazing, so... Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. I think the 80s fashion always comes back round in the end with your denim jackets and stuff like that. So it's it's great to be part of. And obviously, like you said, Darren's in there as well. And he's, he's a true professional. It's great to be part of it with him as well. Now, I mean, Willard, tell us a bit about him and how you bring him to life. He's, he's just a bit stupid, really. So it's quite easy because I'm a bit stupid <laughs> as well. So. 
Yeah, it's quite easy. You know what? He's just a really fun character. He's um, he's just um, yeah, he's a bit simple and a bit like kind of simple as in the way he kind of just thinks everything is happening in Beaumont and that's the only place in the world. Do you know what I mean? Like he's a bit of a homeboy and what what his mum says goes and stuff like that. But he kind of opens up a little bit as it goes on as he meets Ren. He realizes there's much more out there, so he's he's a very fun character to play, definitely. And yeah, there's some some amazing moments in the in the show, uh, but it's good fun as well, isn't it? There's some brilliant music, and it's a it's a laugh. Yeah, it's it's. Do you know what? Well, that's what that's what's important. If you're not having a laugh on stage, then then you're doing something wrong. And and we are we all have a right laugh every night. We get to perform in front of hundreds and thousands of people, and it's. It's just really good to be back on stage and, and kind of a party atmosphere. So, yeah, it's, um, it, it is definitely a laugh. And for you, favourite moment in the show? Probably wearing gold hot pants and giving Kylie Minogue a run for her money. <laughs> this is, as I referred to the body confidence earlier, you, as soon as they know they've got you in the show, they know they're, they're, they're going to have you doing something crazy, don't they? Yeah, I think it's kind of, it kind of happens to me all the time. They're like, do you want to take your clothes off? I'm like, yeah, why not? Um, you've spent enough on the tattoos to make it worthwhile. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? If you've, if you've got the patch, you may as well flaunt it. I've been in the gym quite a bit recently as well, so it's easy. But you know what? The reviews for me, reading the reviews, it's been more about my acting and my singing than it is a bit of my body. And that's what kind of I want to kind of lean towards. Do you know what I mean? I'm more than just taking myself off. Absolutely. Um, bit, you, you wouldn't keep getting the gigs otherwise. And then to the shows I've seen you in. You, I'm just uh, absolutely amazing on stage. And, and you, Thank it's, you. It's the presence as well. You have to have all of it, otherwise you wouldn't get away with it with your shirt off, would you? Exactly, yeah. It is about... I think some people think that I just get a job because I take my clothes off. Um, <laughs> that, that, that'd that be a different profession that I'd be in if I was just doing that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I've got to try and kind of keep up with all these talented youngsters as well, and I feel like... I'm doing an all right job. Well, I say it's going to be an absolutely awesome show. And uh, when you're on tour, I mean, you're in Nando's at the moment. Uh, any favourite eating places in Wolverhampton we can expect to see you when you're about? If there's a Nando's or a Wagamama's, I'll see you in there. <laughs> That's pretty much the way it goes. Okay, we'll leave that. I'll leave you to the chicken burger. What are you going for? Yeah, chicken, bur chicken burger and broccoli. Very healthy. Yeah. Got the show in a bit, so I don't want to be puking up. So, yeah, gone health. How spicy is it? Medium. 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 That's the way to do it. So, Jake Quicken, medium at the Nando's, on stage, absolute star. It is yeah. Footloose at Wolverhampton's <laughs> Grand Theatre, 4th through to the 9th of July. 01902 is the box office number. Grandtheatre.co.uk to get your ticket. Thanks for joining us. Have a brilliant time. Break a leg. You, and don't damage your hot pants. I won't. They're, they're ready to go. Thank you. We've got spares. See you <laughs> soon, mate. Thank you very yeah. much. Bye now. Alex Van and The Real Art Workshops are both having a busy time of it all. Alex joins me now to tell me exactly what's going on. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Hello. I'm all right, thank you. How are you? Hey, I'm good. All good here. Now, it's been... We've just before we started, we were chatting, saying, it's been 25 years I've been interviewing you now, from the days of left forwards. Your music has always been at the fore, but your art has always been something that has been huge too. And with the wonderful world of The Real Arts Workshops and some funding, you've got a brilliant summer ahead. Yeah, we've just got some half funding from the council, which actually filters down from the Department for Education. So it's for young people that have already got um, a barcode sent to them, sent to the families, um, and they'll be eligible for the scheme, which is holidays, activities and food. So there's a mailing that included as well. Sounds like a brilliant way of spending your time. And I mean, the art that you guys do is always impressive. 
and always inclusive as well. There's something there for absolutely everybody, whatever ability. We've got loads of different things on offer. It's really varied. So it's all visual arts. Um, there's also some healthy eating education in there via the arts. So, for example, we'll be drawing still lives of like fruit and veg, that sort of thing, to get it in people's consciousness, what healthy eating means. And then can and you eat the thing you've drawn afterwards? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. Bananas, yeah. And then uh, we'll get uh, Gary, obviously the partner in the business is profoundly deaf, so he'll do some um, BSL, British Sign Language uh, teaching as well. Um, and lots of drawing and painting and 3D work, sculpture work, making huge artworks out of um, different sections and then all put together. So it's going to be really exciting, really engaging, uh, high quality art provision. And your art's been seen across the city and, and nationally and internationally as well. And every time someone clicks on my podcast, they see some of your artwork, which is always good. But uh, you know, it, it, is, it is great to see the sort of recognition that you get and being able to do a project like this in your home city. It's brilliant. You know, Wolverhampton is such a vibrant city and there's so much going on over summer, really. Um, there's no excuse for young people not to get involved uh, and, and do something. Um, but also, like you say, about uh, I still get people contacting me, you know, about 30 years later about a, a drawing that they've done for them, for their family. And they'll send me a picture of it, and I would have forgotten all about it, of course. But then I'll, suddenly it will come back to my memory. I think well, that's that's so fantastic to hear back from people that, that many years later about a, a piece of artwork they've still got hanging up on their wall at home. And that is the thing about art; it is something that then be passed on through the family, and it's having something. It's 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 real. It's tangible, isn't it? And I know you do a lot of digital stuff too when required, but everything from you know the work that you've done in uh, in, in your you know, the day jobs in the past as it were when you were in, in, the, in the rat race and and everything else that's gone around it. It, it it is so wonderful to suddenly pop up and say ah that's an alex van yeah it's i suppose you leave a trail don't you after you know working you know so long and, and doing different things like you say graphic design still a big part of my, my work that i do as well freelance now um but yeah i suppose you leave your mark don't you and the other, the other big project was the Walls and Walls um, a few years ago now, which was the sculptures, the 35 foot tall howling walls across the Wolverhampton city centre. And uh, it's great that still two of my pieces are, are in the public domain. So the Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club have got it in their museum, um, the old gold wolf, and the university have got Support Life, which is I'm particularly proud of because it's all about suicide prevention and mental wellbeing. So that's there at the university, which people can go and have a look at. Yeah, and um, I say that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the rest of your work. In fact, with, with your music as well, which, uh, whichever band it is that you've either done graphics for or performed with, there's little bits of this that pop up. And I, I remember seeing some of your, your work. Uh, a CD had actually been donated to a charity shop randomly somewhere in Wales. I mean, that was amusing when that one came about. And so, I know that. And uh, it, it, it's uh, Gary, who obviously you're the partner in crime in all of this. Uh, I think he was on the cover of that CD. Yeah, I think it's the painting in the background there as well. It is. That's the one. Yes, yeah, the one that's just behind you. So it was yeah, the UXL. Yeah. Gets everywhere. UXL CD and my um my band from the nineties, Lift. My nephew told me a few years ago that he'd gone into cash converters in Dublin. Our EP was there, and I thought that's it. Then I've I've made it now. <laughs> Once you pick cash converters, it's the big time. That's the way. But there's a brand new album which people can buy now and 20 years later donate after they've copied it onto MP3s on the computer and they're still playing it. So 14 new tracks. Tell us more. Yeah, 14 brand new songs. Well, brand new recordings. They're not all new songs. They span, um, I would say, about 27 years worth of songwriting. But the last CD that I put out, or the last album I put out, can you believe, was 2014. 
I so, you about that one, definitely. I know that. That was Silhouettes and Pirouettes. That was those four CDs that I did, which, again, was sort of retrospective, really looking back at some work. And that was very acoustic. You know, it was very stripped down to either a guitar or a piano and a voice or a couple of voices. This one, this album, the new one is called You Shine. And um, it's the complete opposite, really. So they were all started acoustically, but I've done the, um, you know, adding the production values to this one because I thought, well, sometime in your life, you really have to invest and do something, a body of work that you can sort of, you know, nail a hat on and think that's the one. And I think it's this album. Um, I've been to a professional studio called M2 in Coven, which is just outside Wolverhampton. Mm-hmm. Um, worked with Mark and Sheen, and they've done an amazing job. They've made me sound good, so that's really... You always <laughs> sound awesome. <laughs> it's like, you know, you can picture it in your head, because I love bands like The Beatles and uh, Queen, XTC. These, you know, these bands that have got fantastic songs, but somehow they, they orchestrate everything and make it sound perfect. And I wanted this album to be to reflect that really. So I've got string sections on there. I've got 20 guest musicians. You know, it's been quite a, a mammoth feat to get it all together, but I've got live drums, a mixture of live drums, some program drums, uh, live bass. There's three different bass players. I've got the run player on the Rich Without Money, which is an Irish song. Um, I've managed to sample my, um, my old uh, uh, song, um, musical duet partner Rich McMahon appears mm-hmm. on the album even though he's no longer with us but he's, he's, he's there on the album which is really great there's some very you know deeply personal songs on this album it's, it's almost autobiographical and um, I can't wait for people to hear it and it's it's getting very very near to being finished now well I would say that that's Going to be hugely emotional, obviously, with, with the connection to Rich as well. I mean, we've spoken about him in the past, and the, 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 uh, this all ties in with that piece of artwork that's on display in the uh, at the university as well. And it, it's it's songwriting which which touches people, and I think that's one thing that you're particularly good at, and certainly that's going to show itself here, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. It's all about the songs, most important thing. Um, I do like to tell a story in my songs as well, um, so uh, hopefully people will engage with that and. What I hope is that, you know, obviously songs are very personal to me, but I hope they strike a chord with other people as well, because we're all, you know, in, in the same planet, you know, living, you know, um, in the world together. So we all have some shared experience. So I'm hoping they connect in some way. People will say, I understand what you mean by that, you know, or that's how I feel as well. So that's really important to connect with other people. Well, say, um, your music I've loved for uh, the 25 years I've been interviewing you, and obviously goes back, back a little bit further than that. But the thing about it is there are bits you can sing along to, as much as you don't want to hear me sing. Uh, in fact, as long as I say, I've got the CD in the car and, and it's only me that can hear it, it's all good. So, you know, it's, it, it, it's, 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 it's not music for music's sake. There is something else going on behind it, which I absolutely love. Yeah, well, the other influence on my songwriting was Crowded House, and I went to see them recently again in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And they write the sorts of songs that you, I don't know how to explain it, but you automatically feel you know them already, even if it's a brand new release. It's almost like it's in the ether, it's already part of your DNA. And that's something that I aspire to with my own songs. They, you know, you can tackle sort of difficult subjects, but with a, a pop song sensibility. So it doesn't have to be always miserable, you know, terrible song that makes you feel worse. It can be quite uplifting, you know, to share, you know, 
difficult issues or difficult subjects and talk about them, mm-hmm. um, but in a pop way, you know, so it's reduced to a four or three minute song. So you condense everything into something that's quite, you know, malleable, tangible. Mm-hmm. It's the start of a conversation, isn't it? And it then takes you to look somewhere else. And, and very often with all of your work, there's, you know, you might have a song out, but there'll be maybe some artwork or, or a written piece or time with it somewhere within your socials. Or a video or something like that, yeah. So there's, there's an awful lot of that which is which is going on behind the scenes. So I'm pretty sure I know the web address, but tell me anyway. So if people want to find out about my music, they go to alexvan.net, and that's van with uh, two ends. If they want to find out about the half scheme that we're doing for young people aged 8 to 16, or up to 18 with an EHCP, um, they can go to realartsworkshops.co.uk. That's the sort of the business website. So check out those details, Real Art Workshops and also Alex Van. Those are the things. Just Google those, you'll find it straight away. And you'll spot the uh, the raw logo. So it's got the raw in big letters with lines and stuff around it. It's quite attractive. So that was all looking good. We expect you to have a good logo. That's pretty much a given, isn't it, to be fair? <laughs> there we go. Alex, always good to speak to you. We're going to take a listen to one of your songs now. What you got for me? Making a new start, because it seems quite relevant, you know, after being so long uh, from making an album and doing music. Uh, so making a new start, which is a bit different to what people are used to hearing from me. So let's have some of a change, but it'll be just as good as all the other stuff. Alex Van, thanks again. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
From the 11th through to the 16th of July, there'll be an air of mystery around the Grand Theatre in Wolverhampton as Cluedo will be on stage. There, Miss Scarlett is Michelle Collins, who joins me now to tell me about the show. Hello to you. Hello. Thank you for having me on. Good to talk to you. And <laughs> a, a show sort of centering around a board game we all know and love. It's got uh, the, the film Clue as its backdrop. And we've got that mystery around who has done it with what and where. And and Miss Scarlett, I have to say, you have one of my favourite characters in there because you never know what she's going to do next, do you? No. And when it was originally kind of, you know, talked about, I was as intrigued as I think everybody else is <laughs> how, oh, how are they going to make this legendary board game into a play? And, uh, and I actually, I actually hadn't ever seen the film clue, mm -hmm. you know, not everyone's had it. It's on Amazon prime. If, but I would say, don't watch it. If you're going to come and see Cluedo, because it might kind of be a bit of a conflict, you know, it, it, well, it, no and, spoilers, and it, please is the answer to that exactly, one. Exactly. Spoilers. Yeah. So it's obviously, so it's a comedy whodunit. It is centred around uh, the main characters of the game, Miss Scarlet, Professor Plum, Reverend Green, Colonel Mustard. Um, and I think the game is a bit more updated than us. I think there are some newer characters within the game. Mm -hmm. But um, so all these characters, they're all called to Body Manor uh, by uh, this butler. And they have things to hide and they're being blackmailed and they need to find out who is blackmailing them so and then it kind of starts to unfold and it gets sillier and sillier and sillier as the night goes on and and throughout the evening there are six murders um and wow. obviously there is the candlestick the revolver the lead pipe the spanner all those kind of things and um it's very funny and it's very silly and and people are loving it with it we, you know this has been a long tour we're we're nearing the end actually you're our second from last venue um so yeah, people have really loved it. And I think it's kind of come out of a time when people have really craved back going to the theatre, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's, it's pure escapism, really. Yeah, well, we all love a good laugh, and that's exactly what we're going to get here. The reviews have been absolutely phenomenal throughout, so we are really in for a treat when you arrive in Wolverhampton. And I, I think it's quite nice to see yeah, a, an amazing cast too, because, I mean, you, you are, you're the, the name at the top of the bill, but you've got some fantastic colleagues joining you on stage. 
Yes, some very young, talented people in the cast who are, yeah, just, just really, really good. Um, people may know Daniel Casey, who used to be in Midsummer Murders. He plays Professor Plum. It's very much an ensemble piece. Obviously, the butler, played by Jean-Luc Worrell, has kind of, I suppose, the biggest role. But we're pretty much on stage the whole time. I would say. Um, and, and in that sense, it's quite fun, you know, when you've got an ensemble cast, because if anything does go wrong, and sometimes it does, as with live theatre, mm-hmm. we all kind of look after each other, you know. But a, a great story, great fun. And as I say, you're going to just absolutely adore it, aren't you? Yeah, and I think it's important. It is very much a kind of family show. We're having lots of young people coming to see it. I'd say we've had kids from, like, ages of seven, eight, and, and, and people you know, more mature people in their 70s, 80s, all coming to see it. And that's really lovely that we've got such a kind of diverse cross-section of audience because you don't often get that, do you, um, mm. these days? Well, and particularly, though, with, with you as a soap star, too, I mean, over the years, I mean, you've, you've done EastEnders, Corrie, and, and yeah, do you and think And lots that, of other things I know. Oh, yeah, no, I, know, I know, but I'm just thinking of... soaps. I know, but I'm thinking on the soap point of view because they have some crazy storylines. Which is crazier, the soap storylines or what's happening on stage here? Uh, well, <laughs> probably what's happening on stage here, yes. <laughs> yeah, you, you never know what's going to happen next time. I mean, but, and, and so much other stuff as well. I mean, yeah, the, the, you, you do get to enjoy some brilliant roles, don't you? And, and this is yeah, how we find you as part of this show. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I suppose I, I consider myself a job in actor. And I've done, yeah, lots of telly over the years. I've been doing it for a very long time. And, you know, I've done, you yeah, Doctor Who's and Miss Marple's and Death in Paradise and The Illustrated Mom, which I'm kind of proud of, Real Women. I've been a lot of telly over the years, but I've also done a, you know, commercial tours like this, but I've also done a lot of theatre in London, you know, more kind of fringy kind of stuff, which I really like. And I've produced a play myself and a film myself. So I'm very much, I'm very kind of proactive out there. And I like to do things that perhaps people wouldn't expect me to do. Really, well, absolutely well-rounded in, in all areas of it, and I think that that is part of what you bring to each of these characters, though, isn't it? I mean, with, with all the awards along the way, are just ticking, showing everybody you know, that they they're recognising what you do. Which is oh, I brilliant. haven't got that many awards along the way. Come on, the, 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 you, you're being modest. You're being <laughs> modest. There's there's international <laughs> Emmys and things in there. Come on, I did get an international Emmy. Yeah, but, but... <laughs> we can't we can't we can't be little out. Come on, but uh, I mean, you, you, the the plaudits are well deserved. We know that, and. Uh, you get to have fun with this as well. And it's a, it must be great doing a tour like this and particularly being back to it when everyone is so eager to get to yes. the theatre. I think at the beginning it wasn't easy. I mean, we would, you know, it was a new play. You're never quite sure what's going to happen with a new play. So you're kind of up against that. And then we had the challenges of COVID and everything and, you know, having to rehearse in masks, that kind of thing, testing every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I actually uh, got COVID along with two of the other actors and we had to, I spent like 10 days in bed uh rehearsing on zoom and i literally came back on the wednesday tested negative on the wednesday and we opened on the friday so <laughs> i mean that was really being thrown into the deep end and that was scary i can tell you um yeah. and yeah so you know we and obviously things have only been lift, lifted over the last kind of six weeks or so so it, it's not been like a normal kind of tour i mean yes now things are sli- are getting back to normal but i think you know we're relieved now and, and and so are audiences i think it's just so lovely to hear audiences enjoying it and being back at the theater again because i think you know it's all it's all nice that you can watch plays on zoom and or streaming and that kind of thing but there's nothing better than being 
in a theatre, watching a live show with other other people and, sh and sharing that experience. Absolutely, and the, the reaction you get to the amazing comedy in this and all the crazy situations you find yourself in, it, it, you, you just can't enjoy that in the same way as a performer when you're uh, watching no, it via Zoom. It's also a very physical show. You know, there was a lot of, we had a movement coach who came uh, along and, it, you know, I've never really done anything like this before. It's, it, you know, and it's, it's a comedy, but it's also very kind of stylized. It probably looks like it's kind of easy, but it's not easy to get there. It hasn't been easy to get there, you know. It's very synchronised. I don't know if, if anyone's seen the play the, that goes wrong. It's quite similar to that and a, and a bank robbery. It's the same director called Mark mm -hmm. Bell. So it's very of a style. Don't expect a kind of typical whodunit. It, you know, it's certainly not the mousetrap or any of those kind of things. It's, it's very kind of different. It's very out there. And uh, going to be absolutely amazing, which is what we're looking forward to. And, and uh, were you uh, addicted to, to the game as a kid? Is, is, is Cluedo one of your go-tos? Yeah, I played it a bit because there was only my sister and I. And so we used to play it sometimes with my cousins when we went over to their house. Mm -hmm. And uh, funny enough, everyone wanted to play Miss Scarlet, even the boys. <laughs> <laughs> She is the coolest character in, in the box. So uh, I'm, so, I'm so pleased with you that you managed to be her, which is brilliant. She's down to earth, you know. What's that poem? You know, when they're all around you, everyone is losing their head and she's kind of the, the solid, sensible one of them all and, and kind of has the dry lines um, throughout it. So, yeah, she's a, she is a fun character to play. Well, you're going to have a great time. It's going to be awesome on stage. It is at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre from the 11th through to the 16th of July. 01902 is the box office number. Grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets and be uh, entertained and, and puzzled and, and everything else <laughs> along the way at the same time. Michelle Collins, thank you so much for joining us. Break a leg. Oh, have a great time on tour. Thank you so much. Bye. Al Mond is a musical frontman. He's an artist, an all-round nice chap, and joins me now to tell me more whilst he strokes his beard. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. How's your world? It's fantastic. It couldn't be better. Which um, is why we like it. I mean, you, you're often found down the Trumpet Bilston. The Martian Social Club is one of those things that people will know you from. But there's loads we... more besides. Explore your world with us. Okay. I'll explain what Martian Social Club are. We're a, uh, I suppose you'd call us a space funk art rock band, which might put a lot of people off. But One of those, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, we're a highly entertaining prospect live. Um, we've got a whole little sort of semi-theatrical thing going on. Um, I, I don't let that put you off. Um, we're very accessible. People seem to love us wherever we play. Um, we do a lot of daft stuff um which seems to resonate um a simple subject we do a lot of subject songs about freshwater fish as you do mm -hmm. um songs about worries about declining finch numbers um songs about black country lotharios and i think it's, it's nice to go look for the back catalogue all of this stuff particularly yeah. concerned about the finches in our world and well, on, on top of the music, which we can, of course, find online, and we'll talk about where in a short while's time, but you, you, you've also got your art as well, and I think that's another massive string to your bow, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's something I'm working on. I've, I've been... I've, I've drawn sort of, I suppose you'd call them cartoons. You can see some of them here in the background. Mm -hmm. um, but I've 
been doing it for a long time, but um, people have started to try to persuade me to actually take it a bit more seriously and try to actually make a commercial prospect out of them. Um, I have recently sort of reduced my hours at work, so um, I will be concentrating on getting my art out there. So this is a new side project, and uh, it, it is, yeah. It, but it ties in nice with the music as well, because I'm going to guess when there's a single or an album coming out, you're probably heavily involved in the look of that too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's it's it's. I guess the look of the art permeates through into the music. I mean, it, it's it's basically surreal, I suppose. It, uh, it's surreal in a not in a really arty way, but in a kind of cuddly cuddly way friendly user-friendly surrealism um i mean people know vic and bob don't they and um that's the sort of cuddly end of surrealism i guess <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of in that that bracket i suppose but uh, obviously not as good but um but yeah but uh yeah that, that's something that i will be working on i mean i've got literally hundreds and hundreds of uh these are some of the paintings I've got, you can see a bit. I do a lot of digital art. Um, I've literally got hundreds that I've done over the years. And it, it's just a massive task in itself, actually sitting down and compiling them all, doing a bit of um, uh, quality control and, and editing it, everything into, in, into, into a, a sort of portfolio. We could see a sort of Martian social club range of musical birthday cards, that sort of thing. Well, well it, yeah, I mean, exactly, yeah. Yeah, there could be a whole, a whole range of uh, T-shirts, you know, mugs, a whole, whole sort of um, stuff I could sell at uh, craft fairs and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, I'm dribbling on. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say this is all makes up sort of kind of what you are and how you enjoy doing this. And takes you a step away from the day job, which I think we always all need. And mm. it's great performing the band. I mean, the trumpet in Bilston is your home. And how often are you down there? <laughs> this is going to disappoint you. We've, <laughs> we've kind of stopped playing down there. We did about six months. And yeah. I think we'd come to the end, really, of, of um, the novelty had worn off. Um, so we... So is new, then? Yeah, I mean, we, we played quite regularly at the Hare and Hounds in, in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. um, they have a blues club on there on a Saturday afternoon. We're, we're there on July the 23rd. Um, we play regularly around in Warsaw. We, we're looking for somewhere, we're looking for other places to play. I mean, I, I'm not going to moan, but uh, it, it's a very conservative music scene at the moment. Um, most of the venues seem to be concerned with putting tribute bands and covers bands on, which I understand arses on seats and all that business, but. Uh, we don't do any covers at all. We're completely original. Um, so it's always a bit of a, a, a punt, a shot in the dark for the for the uh, pubs and music venues to, to put us on. Um, so we are looking for places to play. Um, as I say, I think so we've... So if someone's we've, got a venue and they want something different, where do they go to find your music online to get a taste of it and find you guys? We're, we've got stuff on Bandcamp. Um, if you just, we've got um, some videos as well on YouTube. If you just, you know, type in obviously Martian Social Club to your browser, you'll find a Bandcamp site, our website, and um, 
uh, various videos that we've got of us playing live and a, um, a couple of uh, actual videos of, uh, of us uh, um, probably you know, properly plotted out videos that we've done. Um, so it's all on there. Um, and our Facebook page, there's always plenty of stuff going on there. So, um, have a look on there, see what's happening, yeah. and see how you can yeah. become part of the Martian Social Club. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Become <laughs> part of the throng. I'm sure you have an absolutely huge following. You're doing yourself down, to be honest. We should keep an eye out for all your work. But uh, Almond, thank you for joining us. No, it's an absolute pleasure.
Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre is launching a brand new initiative for creatives, artists and practitioners. Somebody can tell us exactly what that means and what's happening at the event on the 1st of August is Lucy Parker, who joins me now. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm OK, thank you. And now, you're, you're relatively new to the Grand, although not to us having conversations, because I've known you for absolutely yonks, haven't I? <laughs> you have. You have. You've known me a long time. Uh, yeah, I've, I started at the Grand in April. So um, my role has slightly changed. So I was doing the youth theatre stuff and now I'm in charge and kind of steering a project with the Grand Theatre, which is um, an initiative that's been born from the National Theatre. Mm-hmm. Um, so as part of that kind of project we're taking on, we're, ha- we're hopefully, and uh, well, we've had quite a good response so far, um, having this open day for practitioners. This takes place on Monday the 1st of August and it, it's not open auditions or anything like that. This is, no. this is much more about a, a partnership type scheme? Absolutely. So it's not, unfortunately, it's not a casting call. It's not um, an open audition for actors. Um, so, you know, spotlight and things like that. It's for freelance practitioners. So when I say freelance practitioners, that can be in kind of any creative field that is deemed to be creative. So um, we've had applications from collage artists, we've had applications from makeup artists, and it's anyone who is in the industry that is freelance, solely freelance, but would also like to make sort of connections with us and connections with other freelance artists. And we kind of seen it as a bit of a networking opportunity because I know myself, so my background was freelance and there weren't a lot of opportunities for me to sort of network with people who were doing similar things to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think sometimes when you freelance, it can be quite an isolating experience. And if you're sort of the only one doing that, um, you don't really know where to turn sometimes. So we kind of thought, let's have a day where we can open up the doors to the theater. Um, they, freelance practitioners and artists and anyone who is sort of in the creative industry can meet us uh, meet the decision makers at the theatre and hopefully kind of build a relationship with us that hopefully because we've got some really exciting things happening at the theatre um, over the next few months and, and years so if we can kind of make that connection to begin with and build up sort of like a database of people and local black country black I say black country it can be you know the surrounding areas well Shropshire Staffordshire mm-hmm. all around the you know the Midlands um if we can sort of build that sort of database then hopefully in the future we can start to kind of have some nice projects and work with local people yeah so the sort of footprint who the people who attend the theatre are you looking for practitioners within that area who will come along and and really just have to be able to get together and talk and find out what's there and, and what do you hope is going to come from this you're talking about obviously the events going on but uh, mm-hmm. you know anything more solid in the near future that you can see this sort of influencing yes well I, I touched a little bit on the project that we've got going with the National Theatre so so my um, official title is Speak Up and Audiences Manager at the theatre so Speak Up is a project that was uh, piloted last year throughout schools across secondary schools across the country so uh, Wakefield Sunderland and Hornchurch and it's a project that is it's very open-ended which is very unusual Mm -hmm. for people working in the arts because you kind of have a goal and you're working to performance or a showcase or an exhibition or something like that Um, but it was kind of born out of the pandemic to kind of tap into and and hopefully kind of provide a platform for young people to speak up about the matters that are most important to them 
Um, so this has been really successful in, in Wakefield and Hornchurch and uh, Sunderland and actually Greater Manchester as well. Mm -hmm. um, so then it's kind of this year has branched out into different areas. So Wolverhampton being one of those. And the unique thing about Speaker is that we are looking for local practitioners to work with on this project. So there's different roles that will be available to be part of this project. So for example, we will have a practitioner go in to a particular school. Uh, we've, I'll, I'll tell you our schools in a second who we've sort of teamed up with as well. Mm -hmm. um, we'll go into a school and be, the, this phrase is kind of open for change at the moment. So they're calling it the listening phase. Yeah. So a practitioner, a freelance artist will go in and uh, listen to the children, basically listen to the children. But the interesting thing about that is, is that one of our one of the partner theatres is working with a deaf school. So that's why that word's kind of open for debate at the moment, whether listen is the right sort of word. Um, so that freelance artist will go in and kind of gauge what the children want. And if they say, right, we want to work with uh, a typographer, we want to work with a street, a street artist, street dance, we want to work with um, a graffiti artist. And so that sort of listening phase will then lead on to hopefully us being able to then tap into this little database we're hoping to kind of uh, build to then hopefully forward the project with those children, with those young people in, uh, in those schools. So opportunities coming out of this and uh, an interest in, but also you say those conversations that will happen because of the event could cause other things to happen that don't involve the theatre at all. It is just really sowing the seeds for something that could really grow and be amazing for the creatives in our region. I think so. And I think, I know we keep going on about the pandemic, but it has hit the artistic industry so hard. And what we're finding at the moment is that a lot of freelance artists have retrained because obviously they had no support throughout the pandemic. So our little pool of people that we kind of knew to begin with has got much, much smaller. But then also on the flip side of that, a lot of creativity has been born out of the pandemic. So we want to kind of meet with these people that are either, you know, emerging artists or, or established artists just to kind of get a conversation going where we can hopefully have a conversation in the future that keeps going and going and going. Um, but like I said, I said before, myself working as a freelance, sometimes it, it felt quite isolating. Mm -hmm. So if I, as a freelance artist, had had this opportunity to kind of make connections myself within the industry, um, within the creative industry, especially in the Midlands, you know, that would have been invaluable. So I'm hoping that the kind of experience will be the same um, and have the same impact and have a really positive impact and kind of make connections. We can kind of be the, the what's the what's the word? We can be the sow the seed to begin with and then mm -hmm. hopefully that grows and then other freelance artists can make connections through meeting other freelance artists at the theatre. Yeah, it can be an amazing catalyst for the creativity in our region, which is going to be absolutely awesome. It all takes place on Monday, the 1st of August. What time is it on? How, how does it work? And uh, is it a drop-in session or, or, or what will we expect to see? We're just currently ironing out the, the fine details. So mm -hmm. we just want to, I need to make sure that uh, I'm collating everybody's information. And then eventually what I'll do is just send out sort of a blank uh, email and just say right this is how the day is going to work this is still a conversation because I think there's so many different ways you can go down mm -hmm. um, but the most important thing is that we get to meet them and they come along and they have a chat with us and and then we kind of um, see where that where that relationship goes from there um, 
but more information will be available on our website in due course. <laughs> but for now, though, they can get in touch if they're interested. They can. They can get in touch with me if they're interested. Um, my email address is Lucy with a Y, so L-U-C-Y dot Parker at grandtheatre.co.uk. And get in touch, register the fact that you are in, interested, at least intrigued at this point. And oh, yes. <laughs> uh, before, before you know, you could be part of a, an interesting collaborative network that is going to grow and grow and really allow our region to once again shine as we get to see what our creatives from uh, around here can do. And so you're one of those hugely talented people who's done so much great stuff uh, and, and literally across the country. And I, uh, it's, uh, I'm proud of, uh, to, to know you and the stuff that you've done over the years. And it's great to see you helping to facilitate that for others now. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's it's really lovely to be. It's, it's just it, I love the Midlands and there's so much to offer here. And um I've been away for a bit and it's just it's nice to be home and it's nice to be reconnecting up with everybody but then this is what you know this is what the theatre industry does you make you make lifelong friends don't you and you Absolutely. kind of you know you all support each other so but thank you very much no, well, <laughs> long may that continue have a great time with this uh, speak out and audiences manager at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre Lucy Parker thank you for joining us thank you <laughs> Someone who's heading to the UK in just a matter of days is also behind a video for a brand new piece of music. And to tell me more, I'm joined by the man himself, Neil Curtis. Hello to you, sir. Hello, Jason. How are you? I'm getting by and I trust we're finding you well and ready for some great work in the UK. Plus, you're enjoying the release of this single. Yeah, I've made a very interesting collaboration recently. Um, it was... Um... It was with a musician from Austria, and he's actually from Linz, uh, and he was a very big uh, pop star in 1980s because he was one of the first who used an electronic uh, uh, device called Fairlight. And at that time, there were only a few people uh, who had access to a Fairlight, uh, and like Peter Gabriel, who made the Sledgehammer. And... Um, uh, this uh, man, uh, he had a song which was called Wunderwelt, the world of wonders or wonder world or whatever. Um, and he was very, he was very successful at that time. And now 40 years later, he said he wants to again um, make release pop music because he, he had uh, worked uh, on other fields uh, after the big success in the 80s. And he wanted to collaborate with someone to make a, a, a design for a record for his album cover, album art. And I suggested to him, why don't we just like put everything into this style? And um, so we had the idea of also using my style, my, my artwork and my, my graphic design in the, um, in the um, video. And the video is called Alles wird gut, which means everything's gonna be all right. And um, the video is not only about um, Alles wird gut, it's also a lot of, of uh, I, I used a lot of my, my style, like my, um, body painting style. And I'm very happy because for me, it's always a pleasure to show a, a, a broad audience what I do and not only um, in the art, but also in the music uh, area. Yeah, and, and the video itself looks fantastic. And uh, stylized graphics over the top of uh, human models, 
and yeah, the, the body painting, as you talked about, and also the, the way in which it, it, it uses an expression. Uh, you know, every, everything's going to be all right, but also you're kind of hiding behind things sometimes, which allows it to be okay. And again, uh, taking the, the whole theme just that little bit further. Yeah, um, the initial idea was um, that we, there is that session, uh, which I'm working on quite some time now, it's called White Shell. A white shell means uh, that I paint a, a model white with a special paint and I purposely want the paint to crack like a shell of an egg, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I pour the paint over the model, the, the paint uh, gets dry and at some point I break it apart. And we use that metaphor for the video as well, because at the end you will actually see that the whole thing is played backwards you know which is a symbolic meaning of alles wird gut everything's gonna be all right you know so you put all over your head and 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 the 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 problems and the um whatever you know because you have you know we're living in a time we just had the corona crisis or still have uh and now ukraine war you know there's so many topics where people are actually you know we, we thought everything's going to be better in the future but the at the moment, it looks like everything is going down the drain, and, and there is a, 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 a problem, and there is a problem, and gas prices rise, and inflation, and everything. So we really deeply we we should believe in everything's gonna be all right, you know. Alles wird gut, and the the uh, body painting itself is a is a metaphor for that, and um, it's it was actually. It's actually two models who I, I worked with, and by the way, they're both from England. Ah, right, okay, so uh, will you be working with them when you're over in uh, Brighton this coming week or so? Uh, no, but they might drop by, hopefully, I don't know. Uh, in Brighton, I'm going to do two body painting sessions. One is going to be called uh, Connecting the Dots, and it's going to be uh, a model that has lots of dots on the body, about 1,000, and I will be connecting the dots which is also symbolic for how our world works, you know, that we have to collaborate, we should uh, add uh, or, or communicate and interact with, with others. And the second performance I'm going to do, uh, which will be on the 16th of July, is uh, a session where I'm going to overpaint someone 10 layers. It's a four hours performance and um, the model is going to stand there, lie there. We'll probably also go outside of the gallery, and um, it's um, it's an ongoing performance. And I actually like the idea of overpainting a model because my my work is usually um, based on the idea of adding a new layer on the body or or adding like like my, my when I paint the model usually it's. It takes some time until the the uh, painting is ready, and in between there, the, the the body might change completely. You know, it's not like other painters who say, "Well, I want to apply a zebra paint, uh, and and then I'm ready because everyone's now everything is now covered with zebra paint uh, shapes." Yeah, pattern. And, so that's um, going to be interesting to see when you're here. And are you staying in the UK for the week in between, or are you heading back to? Europe? Yes, I'm going to stay here for ten days. Mm -hmm. And I'm very happy because to me, uh, it's also, I, lo I love Brighton. Brighton is a very beautiful uh, city and I like the atmosphere, you know, 
it's a, a place where many interesting films have been made and it's also a place that reminds me of the Patrick Boys, I have to admit, the band which I really like a lot. What would you say? I was hoping we we're going to get you to Wolverhampton. Well, that will come at some point, I am absolutely sure. It'd be great to do some work with you. We'll have a word with the art gallery here, see if we can find a home for you at some point. But, uh, yeah, lot, lots going on. And uh, we're going to take a listen to the music video uh, you just worked on now. So tell us a bit more about the track and, uh, and where people can find this online as well as this little bit we share now. OK, the track is the first single of an album. And the album is going to be called Menschen, Humans. And um, the first single is available right now everywhere on Spotify, YouTube, uh, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, uh, and Apple Music and other uh, places. But the most important thing for me personally is the video. And the video can be found at YouTube. Um, you can post a link, please. And um, it's, uh, it's free to, to, to watch. It's about four minutes and I like it very much. It's a very unusual video and I got lots of response to it. Um, people were very surprised about the video. But well, it does look absolutely amazing. Give us the name of the artist we're looking for as well for the, for the music. The um, music was composed by an artist called Klaus Brünster. Brünster. And um, he's an Austrian artist. So Klaus Brunster is what we're looking for as well. Meanwhile, we'll take a, a little listen to that. Always good to speak to you, Neil. Give us your website as well, just before you disappear. It's neilcurtis.com. And you also find you on the socials, just search for you. And all that stuff for Brighton will be streamed as well. So that's going to be worth looking forward to at the weekend. Thank you for joining us, and I look forward to hopefully seeing you in real life in the not-too-distant future. Very good. I hope to. Thank you very much.
fehlt der Atem und die Erde dich verschlingt. Hat man dir dein Herz gebrochen, als es Kälte dich umgibt, dann fühlst du dich tot, fühlst dich mausetot, weil niemand sagt, alles wird gut, alles wird Deshalb lasst uns Brüder, Schwestern sein, bei Ebbe und auch bei Flut, alles wird gut, alles wird gut. this week thank you so much for joining me back with episode 681 next week i'll see you then goodbye from the milk bar 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 goodbye from the milk bar